Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. It's Friday. We're still just in shock about what happened at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. And as we learn more, it becomes even more shocking that it's just a pair of punks that were having an altercation and a guy just starts firing randomly into a crowd because he's upset. Is that what I'm, is yeah. that how I'm understanding it? There are two juveniles in custody. A third person was released, and the third person was an adult when it was obvious that he was not involved in anything like this. He was probably one of those who tackled or may have been maybe a mentor to these kids, but he wasn't involved in the shooting, whomever. But it's two kids. And when you get into the juveniles, which is 17 and under, you run into it, and not necessarily a different set of laws, but a a different parameter from which you you can base any kind of judgment. Case in point is they can't be identified for at least 48 hours. Well, that 48 hours is today. So I suspect that something's going to happen. Charges will be filed. You say, oh, well, they were kids. Gang, they were carrying guns. They killed a person. They wounded 21 others. I don't care if they're kids or who they are. That's a, there's a consequence to be paid. And the, the you have to be punished. There's no question about it. I don't care if they're underprivileged or what the case is. We're all underprivileged as far as that's concerned. When you're meeting somebody who's carrying a weapon, that person has assumed that responsibility. Therefore, he or she is going to assume the consequences as well. I hope they come down hard on these kids. A lesson has to be learned, not just for them, but for everybody in this country. We cannot go through with this kind of rubbish again. There's a thing that scares me, and I don't want to sound like old man screaming at the clouds here, but, and I don't know, you probably felt this too, this generation that we're talking about, the juveniles, do you like watch what's happening like these home invasions in Vegas and they're always juveniles. What it is, especially with like social media and TikTok and all that stuff, they don't care. They don't they have no value of life because they don't understand consequence. None of them do. So they are willing to take it as far as they have to because they've never faced a consequence in their life. And I'm not talking about individuals here. It's a generational thing. And you see it. And I, It sucks. I don't want to feel like that because, you know, you. I'm still young enough to think about being an idiot kid and doing stupid stuff. But, like, I think... <laughs> We, I faced consequences as a child. There are certain things that I was willing to do to go around the consequences, but I just right. I see it in this generation where they you, just don't they don't care. You can't make a personal comparison because you came from a good home life. These people did not. However, here's the key: what is missing? There is a catalyst that's missing. As you you're included in it because you come from a group that did not have to serve their country and these guys have not i promise you this would not happen if these people were in the military in some respect and having their nose shoved in the dirt by somebody that's that's part of growing up and yet we have denied the kids that circumstance in life and it now not everybody's affected by it but there are many who are and these kids need to know what the consequences are because they violated like i said though the thing that scares me man is just like this whole generation of kids they just don't care they don't care they don't and it that that's scary as hell to me all right let's talk about something way less stressful golf <laughs> tiger woods he's back you think he's doing gonna do something this weekend or what oh i think it's probably i say unlikely but you can't make a prediction as far as pro golf is concerned he's playing at the riviera country club in los angeles of course he has played 
the most of any of the other courses probably in the world. And he's never won there. But this is a tournament, the Genesis Open, that he hosts. And it is a $20 million purse. So all the big names are there. Well, first round leader is Patrick Cantlay. He's a veteran of the PGA Tour 7-under. And the Australian pro Cameron Davis is one shot back. So Tiger Woods, who again is getting all of the coverage, not just a little bit of it, but all of it. The leaders, oh, we don't care about them. Tiger, he's one over par. He shot a 72, trails by eight. This is a big day for him coming up because he's not immune from not making the cut, and there are many golfers in front of him here. The cut line, when the leader is seven under par, probably going to be right where he is right now. So he, it, it's, it's incumbent upon Tiger to play very well today. Not that he hasn't. I mean, we get out there and play, we'd be 142 over par. Uh, I don't even want to. Th- we'd still be on that course trying to get it in the hole. <laughs> That's the difference right <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I was out at uh, Swing Right the other day, and I uh, was my drive's pretty good. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Mine not is too bad. <laughs> not too bad. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to be uh, anywhere near the mo- worst amateur ever, but uh, still, I was kind of proud of myself. Last but not least, it is the Super Bowl weekend for racing Daytona, and uh, they've had races every night this week. What happened last night? Yeah, it's called Speed Week down there in Daytona, and they do that the pole position was decided on Wednesday night, and that's a special uh, event all in its own, and that the pole went to Joey Logano with Michael McDowell on the front row with him. Well, last night they had the twin qualifying races. This is how the rest of the field is set, and the two winners were Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell, so they get an upper position in the starting grid. But then all the 40 racers are put on the on the line on, sat, on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. They make a big deal out of it. They'll have other events going on today. This is a huge weekend in Daytona and a big one too and it really does celebrate the racing scene. So you can go between watching golf, taking a nap, and drinking and watching racing. Sounds like a great weekend off for me. At least (laughs) easing myself out of the football season. Finally got the new women's scoring champion, don't we? Yeah, Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa. She went into the game with Michigan last night needing eight points to become the new all-time women's scoring champion in college basketball. It took her 132 seconds to do that. She hit, she only needed eight points, and she hit her record-breaking shot, this, I love this, from the logo on the court. That's where she shoots from. This, this girl is a wonderful basketball player and certainly deserving of it. She broke the mark of Kelsey Plum, who had broken Jackie Stiles' record. Uh, Plum's mark was 3,527 points. Clark ended up with 49 last night, so she is 40 points over, actually 41 points over that mark now, and adding to it. Now, here's what's interesting about that. She is taking aim now at the all-time college scoring mark held by the pistol, Pete Maravich, and this is where I I object, because the game is not the same. Agree. When Maravich played, first of all, Maravich only played for three years. Average 44 points a game at LSU. There was no three-point goal and no shot clock back then. So it is not the same. It's not a fair comparison. I uh, More power to her. I hope she does very well. She will break the mark set by Lynette Woodard of Kansas back in the late 70s. And Lynette Woodard was an utterly magnificent basketball player. In fact, the first female ever to play for the Globetrotters. But Caitlin Clark is in a league by herself. She's a fine player, great player, wonderful hustler, apparently a pretty good kid. 
Do you know who the first college to recruit her was when she was in seventh grade? What? Missouri State. Seventh grade? Seventh grade. Jackie Stiles had had her or seen her at a camp and said, hey, this kid can play. Wow. And said, That's cool. Now, the recruiting letter was, hey, we're at Missouri State down in Springfield, Missouri. Would you be interested? That was when she was in seventh Seventh grade. grade. She's now a senior in college. (laughs) And we were the first ones. But she stayed stayed at her home in Iowa. But nonetheless, she's the new all-time scoring champion and adding to it. Big congratulations to her. Uh, speaking of uh, women's college basketball, how Lady Bears do yesterday? They won. They had to pull away from Indiana State in the fourth period. Women's basketball is played in quarters and not in halves. Well, it obviously ends in halves, but they play 10-minute quarters. And in the fourth period, the Lady Bears pulled away from Indiana State over in Terre Haute to win 59-51. to Now, across town at the O'Reilly Family Event Center, the Drury Lady Panthers, who are very strong, Came away with an 89 to 68 winner uh, over Umsel, the the Lady Tritons from Missouri St. Louis, and then the men, the Drury men, who haven't won very much this year, did get a win against Umsel last night in overtime, beat them 81-76. So everybody was a winner last night, and we'll see what happens coming up this weekend. All right, but let's talk about the dudes. Where are they this weekend? They are here. They play at the Great Southern Bank Arena at one o'clock. The Bears are playing Valparaiso, and that's one of the weaker teams, if there are any weaker teams, in the Missouri Valley Conference. Bears Bears need a win badly. They're, they're just not playing as well as they can. Should be able to beat Valpo on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. But nonetheless, this is a game the Bears need. They're really relegated now to the play-in round on Thursday, which means four wins in four days if we're going to get to the championship, and that is really, really difficult. The Drury teams will be uh, in action as well. They play McKendry on Saturday. Bears game with Valpo will be a very interesting test. And there is baseball on the agenda. The baseball Bears open their season today. Oh, awesome. They open it in Louisiana against Louisiana Monroe. UML, I think is what they call it. And then Drury opens their season out at Metter Park. The newly refurbished Metter Park. get it before the snow starts. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope we don't have that today, but yeah. it's going to be cold nonetheless. But the newly refurbished Metter Park has artificial turf. Oh, it's yeah. It's turf. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, you got your dance card full this weekend, Ned. You have a good one. I'll see you on Monday.